Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Matt and I'm here with Andrew. Today we're going to be talking about 50 First Dates, how even forgetful Lucy is someone Sandler wants to grow old with, and the undeniable electricity of Drew and Adam continues. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces and let's break it down on the Post Credit Podcast. Well, I mean, and the funny thing is, is I truly believe, I mean, I'm not saying Cheers is, is less... Is not as good as Frasier, but I think Frasier probably did way better in everything than Cheers did. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Cheers is a bad show because I love Cheers, but but I mean, Frasier, I think, just did it better. Yeah, you know? I do. I mean, you know. More successful. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm, you know, they're two different formats, too. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. so I don't know. Um, so, I mean, besides, you know, ratings and, and looking at statistics and things like that, but all in all. What do you think Sandler's greatest movie, and what do you think, you know, other people think is his greatest movie, mean, mainly, you know? It, that's a loaded question, because, you know, the most important movie, I think, for him was Happy Gilmore, okay. or Billy Madison. I, I think you can kind of yeah. interchange those okay. two. It's okay. about the same time or whatever. Get it. Because that was life-changing for him, because yeah. then he found his niche. Right. You know, he, fi- he found where his sweet spot is, and whether he got panned by critics or whatever, he stuck with it, and he's super rich now and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Well, do you think it's a generational um, thing, or do you think it's like... I think like, his best movies are Uncut Gems and 51st Days. Right, I mean, right. obviously, okay. we're talking about acting. If we're talking about funny moments and everything... Uh, Mr. Deeds may be funnier than Big Daddy, you know. So, like, I enjoy Big Daddy more because it's yeah. got a lot of heart and stuff. But then yeah. Mr. Deeds is actually funnier, I think, than Mr. Uh, than Big Daddy. So, I mean, you have to kind of interchange. Uh, like, well, what do you think is his funniest? Well, if we're not talking about, you know, Drew Barrymore movies or whatever, or I don't know. It's, it's I it's, think it's uh, funniest. I have to think about that. In a my opinion, longer. his funniest film, like that, just made me laugh the entire time. Is that's my boy. I just could wow. not stop laughing in that movie. That shows how the difference between us, because I, I was sitting I there rolling my eyes, and I, I think I actually turned it off. I just thought it was so... I mean, it was very vulgar, don't get me wrong, but it was just so hilarious. But well, I guess my question before, I was trying to ask, say, if we were walking down the street and, and asking somebody to, hey, what's your favorite, you know, Adam Sandler movie? And I truly believe, I mean, in my household at least, if you were to ask anybody in my family, they're going to tell you 50 first dates. Yeah, you know. yeah, and and you know, gun to my head, I'm gonna say Fifty First Days because yeah. that's my all time favorite Adam Sandler movie, mm-hmm. um, and and it was reaffirmed when I watched it again this weekend, and yeah. and again earlier this week because <laughs> I watched it twice, which is something I haven't done for the show, but I had yeah. to because I just enjoyed it so much. I mean, it got to the point where I started watching this at work a little bit, yeah, and I had to stop because I'm like, I can't concentrate on it here, <laughs> and and the first five minutes already had me laughing so much that i just i just stopped like no, whenever, it, she's like why didn't you tell me you were in the cia so so <laughs> yeah and with, with this movie it's it's very um i don't think adam said i mean don't get me wrong again it's number two on my list you know what i mean right. this movie but it uh it really just doesn't you know adam sandler's not the funniest part of this movie i feel like I no, feel, I mean I'd say like Rob Schneider. Yeah, or even Drew Barrymore is hilarious Drew, in this movie. Drew Barrymore is you know, pretty funny. But I mean it's it's not all about the comedy in this movie. No, this is not. this is a a true rom com. Yeah, you know a, a you know whereas the other ones, his other movies, I would say they're more Happy Madison style. Uh-huh. You know, we're making up our own terms here. It's fine. So, you yeah. know, our own, it, I would say it's like a happy those Happy Madison type movies where it was more about. 
uh, Adam Sandler's comedy. Whereas you have movies like Big Daddy or this, where it's about the story first, and then the Happy Madison comedy and different things are kind of added to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And they're like more secondary. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, this movie, uh, it's I, I decided after I finished watching it, I had this huge grin on my face, and yeah. I was like, "This has got to be this." I think it's my favorite rom com too. Yeah. It used to be things like you know my best friend's wedding yeah. or different. You know, there's a couple others that I had in there, um, but Fifty First Days has got to be my favorite rom com now. I, it it just—it's such. I mean, it hits all different points you know what i mean you got the comedy you got the drama you got the romance you got the you know you you've got you know even awareness to disabilities in a way you know what i mean yeah and and, and not even some, real disabilities that a, sound made up right right and 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 but you got you got you know a knowledge of it and, and of somebody that you know because drew barrymore didn't play she didn't play like an injured animal <laughs> I guess you could say like you think that she she would act you know when she finds everything out she'd just act like an injured animal but in this role she didn't she didn't play like an injured animal and you know like like with with wedding singer she kind of played you know halfway through the movie played kind of an injured animal in a sense where you know it was just like she was just on her seat waiting for some sort of emotional rush where in this one she just I mean again you know yeah because of her mental uh, disorder she was just kind of really wasn't like a um, she's a strong force in this movie yeah and that's what uh, what I like about Drew Barrymore is that in her roles and I don't know if it's just because of her or the directors that work with her or what but in her roles she's okay with being vulnerable yeah she can be a tough ass chick, you know, and like yeah. boys on the side, and then you know, Mad Love or, or or different different movies, you know, San Clarita you Diet, different <laughs> things like yeah, she you know she could be a tough chick, uh, Charlie's Angels and yeah. everything, but even in that she's kind of sweet, you know, yeah, and and she she's she's like in a lot of her, I mean. Ever since she was Gertie in yeah. in E. T., uh-huh. she's had that lisp, that sweet voice, and that sense of innocence. Now her past is not innocent no, at all, no, no. Um, you know. But I mean, she's always had that air of vulnerability, that yeah. that air of innocence about her that I've always loved, and that 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 she's okay with. And it's like it's just because she's a female doesn't mean we have to try to make her stronger than 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 what yeah. needs to be or whatever it's it's okay to make her this this sweet vulnerable um um woman well she's sweet and vulnerable but at the same time like you were saying she's tough but i, I it just goes to show you know her chops i mean she she's a damn good actress i mean extremely well at her trade you know i mean she she does such an excellent job at her trade and the fact that you know she could play different types of roles but all in all kind of associate that that wholesome and cutie and uh just seems like they're having fun no matter what they're doing type actress you know what i mean right and i just i just kind of feel like she she just really uh embodies that wholesome you know actress and again you know i mean that's why she's so successful because it doesn't matter what she does she's usually pretty darn successful in what she does yeah she does she have a little bit of a niche yeah a little bit of the rom-com niche she's got that uh, going for her but at the same time she can ser- she can still play serious damage roles she can play life of the party she can play a tough uh bad chick doing you know charlie's angels flips and and shooting guns and all kinds of fun stuff and then you know go and do you know uh never been kissed or something like yeah. that you know go from one to the other such such drastic difference yeah um i agree 
uh, she she's she's a force of nature. That's what I like to yeah. call Drew Barrymore. She is a true force of nature, kind of like uh, Sandra Bullock's character yep. in the movie Force of Nature, yeah. uh, or anything she does for that matter. But yeah, yeah she she's just I, she is she. I I can't help but smile when I see Drew Barrymore. It's not an attraction thing either. I mean, yeah. obviously she's absolutely gorgeous and everything, yeah. but. You know, you know me. I, I'm not. You know, I the blonde thing, whatever. Yeah. But it's 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 one of these things where I, I the, her smile makes me smile, her laugh makes me laugh. The these and you know, I'm sure that's not with everybody, but you have that person every once in a while. And there's there's a few actors out there like that where you just you know they click with you. Something about them, and it's not about the the attraction, or at least not just about the attraction. It's just that person clicks with you and that person portrays characters in a way that speaks to you. Yeah. Um, this movie, obviously, we're doing today. It's called 50 First Dates. Uh, it came out in 2004. It was directed by uh, Peter Siegel, uh, written by George Wing. This guy, George Wing, he didn't. I couldn't find much on him. It, it's really like 50 First Dates yeah. is like the only thing that he's done. That's, that's from what I've seen. But Peter Siegel, um, and, and notice I didn't say t- Tim Hurley because there's yeah. no writing credit for Tim Hurley. This is like the first movie all month that we've done where he didn't at least say, hey, let me write a few things but in it, there. But it felt it. like a story that, I mean, I'm sure uh, that must mean that Adam Sandler probably has a lot more invested into it, the story and the writing than we it's think. It's probably like uncredited or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this Peter Siegel, though, uh, he, he's directed a lot of stuff. Um, he did the last uh, Naked Gun movie, is 33 and a third. Siegel? Uh, I, I, you know, nobody nobody cares. I, I, I love those Naked Gun <laughs> movies. The, the, those seriously, I, I Seagal, I, I think, I yeah. But, but he just did the third one. Yeah. Um, but he also did Tommy Boy. He did yeah, um, Nutty Professor Two. He did yeah. Anger Management. Yep. Uh, obviously, he did this one. He did The Longest Yard. Mm. Uh, so a few Adam Sandler movies. He also did Get Smart with Steve Carell, which I love. I love that movie. And I think The Rock is hilarious in it, yeah. and uh, does a great job. Uh, Grudge Match. Uh, and a few others, um, but th- those are like the more popular ones. So you know yeah. he's a pretty pretty prolific um, uh, comedy director. Uh-huh. Uh, so, anyways, uh, obviously this movie uh, stars uh, Adam Sandler as Henry Roth. It stars Drew Barrymore as Lucy Whitmore. Uh, this movie also stars uh, Rob Snyder, uh, Sean Astin, uh, Dan Aykroyd, Amy Hill, Alan Covert, Blake Clark, Maya Rudolph. Uh, Peter Dante's back again. Jonathan Lofren. You know, we got the same type of crew back. Yeah. And and more more in the spotlight is obviously, again, Rob Schneider as Ula. Yeah. Um, which, you know, he's gotten a lot of controversy with his certain characters that he, do, that he does. Some people say that it's, you know, racist type of characters, stereotypical yeah. characters. You know, I, I you know... I see as, you know, ever since Shakespeare's time, you know, we've been having, you know, men doing women's parts yeah. and different things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what acting is. It's somebody else doing the, the doing a portrayal of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I try, you know, I don't like to look at the whys or whatever, but... Um, why just, ask why? Yeah. Just to get into this plot real quick, before we get into everything else, you know, the plot has to do with um, uh, Drew Barrymore has a condition... Uh, it's, it's called interrograde, uh, am, uh, interrograde amnesia, I think is what it's called. Um, and uh, it's it's one of these things where um, you can't create new memories. You keep all your, your long-term memories, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't 
you can't uh, recall new memories. You yeah. can, so basically, the the way it's explained, the way I read, is that your body, your brain stores them. Mm-hmm. Your body receives them and stores the memories, but they can't be recalled. Mm. So you have them there, but they're just, you can't recall them in your conscious. Okay. So it's not like you're not creating them. You know, you, you have your short-term memories, and then when you sleep, your short-term get turned into long-term memories. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so uh, there's actually a couple of real-life cases of this. Um, there's a woman named Luce, uh There's a woman named Nikki. Uh I think it's Pegram or something like that. Um, and she's like a real life Lucy, but she's in England and she has it, the interrograde amnesia. Um, but you know, like if she'll take like little cat naps, then she can still re- retain yeah. the information from the day yeah. before. Like if she only sleeps for about an hour. I'm kind of wondering if it's like just a serious blank slate, like Drew Barrymore in this movie, or is it, is it like 90% of it? Maybe. What do you mean blank slate? Well, with this disease, you know, because it is a real thing, but you know, what I'm saying is, is I wonder if it's exactly like Drew Barrymore's yeah. character where it's like literally a clean white. That's what they slate. say. They, they say it's, it's like, like she'll remember, um, you know her significant others or whatever, but she won't remember any anything. So it does else wipe the slate, then. Yeah, basically. like it's explained as the their brains are able to encode new memories and store those memories, but the memories are made inaccessible to that person. In other mm-hmm. words, you know the person doesn't realize that the memories are there and that they exist, yeah. but they are. Yeah. Which is why we have a little bit of that in there with the paintings at the end mm-hmm. so um there's also a character in this movie called uh, uh 10, 10 second, second tom. tom uh based off of this other guy uh and, and he's like the the second uh, the seven second guy his really? name is his name is clive wearing uh he used to be a composer but he got a virus that destroyed parts of his brain mm-hmm. um so you know when they have inner you know they, they'll watch him and he plays the piano amazingly he's yeah. playing like bach and beta all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff and, uh, you know, they say, you know, to him afterwards, you know, they're like, do you do you get emotional? Do you still get emotional when you played music? And remember, he had just played two minutes ago. And he yeah. goes, I haven't played or heard music since I've been sick, since I was sick years ago. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, well, you just played uh, something two minutes ago. He goes, not known to me. Huh. So it's got to be weird for that, because when you talk to him about it, he's like, I haven't heard music. I don't I don't remember ever hearing music or ever playing it. Yeah. You just did it two minutes ago. I, I've forgotten it by then, yeah. you know. And I so that way, it, it's not just like you have a memory of forgetting something. Once you forget it, you no longer have memory that you've ever known that. Yeah. So I mean, it's not just like forgetting the event; it's just forgetting that you forgot the event. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I haven't heard music. Yeah, you just played us music. It's unconscious to me. Yeah. Because I have no conscious recollection, mm-hmm. and to go through life like that, I mean, it's. Uh, apparently they say you know like the family used to visit that guy clive yeah um but they would come away from it just damaged emotionally and mm-hmm. heartbroken and stuff and he would have no no recollection of it no emotional impact on him whatsoever so his family just stopped visiting him yeah. because it was too hard on the family too emotional for them mm-hmm. and either way it doesn't matter the guy because he never, didn't remember that they came anyways yeah so they had to just stop visiting him and it's like you know that that's that's got to be one of those terrible things and and so now the lucy one yeah but it's pr- probably more terrible for the family you know oh yeah and the yeah friends. Then, then it is actually for that person that that person might be kind of 
you know, it might be the only blessing they have with that, yeah. you know, involved. Yeah. So. Now with the, the 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 Lucy condition, that's that's more conducive to a Hollywood, you know, movie yeah. plot about you know love stories and stuff like that. You know, as said by Henry in the movie, this sounds like something I would make up so I didn't have to call a girl yeah. again. So it sounds like a made up thing. It's a hundred percent real. It's a hundred percent just like it is in the movie. Um, and, and that's what makes it so interesting. So you have something so tragic and so awful. How can it be in a, uh, a rom-com that I'm saying is my favorite rom-com? Uh-huh. How can it be in a sweet movie um, that's not just awful and has an awful ending? So that's what we're going to get into right now. So yeah. uh, it starts off with a bunch of uh, women talking about Henry Roth. And I've got to talk about this too, so go keep going. Yeah, so it talks about a bunch of women who are talking about this guy who, who gave him a, a great... Uh, uh, a great time in Hawaii. One even calls him Harry Paratesticles mm-hmm. um, and everything. But one of them is Jackie Sandler. I don't know if you His recognize wife, which yeah. one. The dental assistant. Or the dentist. Which yeah, one? or whatever. Yeah. You think just because it's a woman, she was an assistant. No, no. I thought she was so cleaning sexist. teeth. I, I don't even. I, have you ever gotten your teeth actually cleaned by a dentist? No. Exactly, because they don't. Right on. So yeah, so they they go on and then they and then you know talking about Henry Roth and then of course we have our quick little first uh, Kevin James cameo where he's like and I don't know maybe it's maybe it's not the first time it's the first time we've seen it with these movies yeah. that we've reviewed uh, but I'm pretty sure it's like because I know it came before Chuck and Larry yeah. and, and Grown Ups and all the times that he was in those movies afterwards and he didn't really do any Kevin James didn't do such a randomness else with him TV. you know it's like he just kind of came along and just there there you go he yeah fit, and he fit the puzzle you know he, like I mean? you have all all these actors or actresses that are kind of no-name people, right? Yeah. Not famous, except mm-hmm. for Jackie. Um, yeah. But then you have, out of nowhere, Kevin James, a, a, at that time, very popular TV actor yeah. for, you know, King of Queens King and different Queens. things. But I don't know. So uh, what were you going to say about this scene? Well, I got to take. I, I think they could have left that, that first 10 minutes out of the film. Like, totally, it didn't really... It like didn't, him running away? Well, no, that was kind of funny. I mean, they could have left that part in there. But, you know, just interviewing all these people that are having fun in, in Hawaii, it was like, I just felt like it was unneeded. Like, it, it just really didn't do anything for the story. It didn't make... I wasn't like, oh, that's hilarious. I was just like, wait, this this movies i've seen this movie before i'm like this doesn't really make any sense to have those those people at the beginning well it's a good setup to show henry to show that he obviously he makes up he has a thing right he has a thing where he only targets women that are vacationing there so that he knows it could be a quick break and they're going to go back to their Mm -hmm. home nobody's going to try to live there nobody's going to try to date him it's just quick and done and over with so it is showing that that's kind of his thing, and he's got a trend in it. Yeah, there are probably some other ways you could show that or but whatever. But he instantly he becomes like monogamous, like, right away. Well, I mean, it's Drew Barrymore, Obviously. You? I mean, <laughs> I, I get that, but I just felt like that it was just some unneeded, unneededness in the movie. I, I, I felt like the movie would have, you know, he, okay, he was a player. You know, they were trying to say, you know, if he would have meant, like, some other girl came by and said, you know, that he had a thing for before he even met Drew Barrymore. She came in and tried to, you know, throw in a, a tornado there just to mess them up or something like that. I could see that why they would play that at the beginning. But we, you know, he literally, as soon as he meets Drew Barrymore, he becomes monogamous. Yeah. You know, like monogamous. And and so it's like, really, I mean, that first part, you know, the, the, the very last girl before Drew Barrymore, you know, he jumps on the, I'll give you 20 bucks. All right. Hey, you you know, know, how are your nuts, bro? They're killing me, man. Let's hit it. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, 
you know, that part, that part was okay. Okay, cool, cool. You know, just maybe showing that he did have sort of a relationship before all this started. But the other stuff, I just, I was like, man, I think it's just, maybe it was a reason to bring his wife into a movie and play more of a talking role. I don't know. I think, that, you know, it, it doesn't look like he or anybody's his writing team had any writing credits. So this might've been one of those movies that were, it's a happy Madison. So it wasn't out of his control or whatever. I don't know. Just uh, an exposition scene to kind of set up who his character was. I suppose they could have done it a different way. Um, but yeah, because we find out like, okay, maybe that's said in this trying to be stated that that's who his character was, but then you get to, he becomes this like crazy romantic guy that then ends up, you know, stalking Drew Barrymore from what she says, you know, but you know, he does all these, these, these well-planned out ideas and, and things throughout the movie, you know, and it's like, that's not the same character that these women are saying that he so is. So which Adam Sandler are we looking at right now, do you think? You know, we've we've talked about this. We've talked about Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore was an unlikable Adam Sandler. Yeah. And he turned well, he was still unlikable by the end of those movies. But then the wedding singer, he was a likable guy throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Big Daddy, he was unlikable at the beginning, and then he was likable at the end. Um, and so he keeps having movies like that. Mr. Deeds, he was likable from the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, is this a likable from the beginning or unlikable? Because I, I think maybe mine is different than what other he, people think. When he jumps on that ski-doo from then on, I think he's the likable character. The one before is just like, oh, okay, well, I guess he used to be a scumbag, but he's not even close But I don't to think he's really a scumbag. I think, I think you know, yeah, he, he, he sleeps with a lot of different people there, but those people are willing to do the sleeping as well one night oh, stands yeah. right yeah. you know they're having a fling in Hawaii and they even get back and say oh it was just amazing I'll never forget my time you can tell that they all just you know they're all okay with it being a fling now the scummy thing is him making up these stupid excuses of why I wouldn't want to be there instead of just saying look I'm just a guy looking Extremely to have a good night excuses. and whatever and to say goodbye to you in the morning and everything. Are you down with that? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he, he comes up with these stupid things. So you could say that, but he generally seems to be a pretty good person. Yeah, I you mean. You know, he, he's a veterinarian and, uh, you know, uh, he cares for animals and all that kind of stuff. You don't see a lot of psychopathic veterinarians. You know what I mean? So no, it's like, or people it's like, with anger problems yeah, or whatever. He, it's just automatically set up that he's a good guy. Like, I mean, he, he keep you know that other guy that uh, rob schneider's character probably could have got fired about 50 times even before we watch this movie you know his character could have got fired for just all the garbage he does but adam sandler like kind of keep you know that's his buddy that's yeah. really like his only friend you yeah. know what i mean and so so he still keeps him on you know and, and, him and alexa. alexa yeah but alexa you know the only reason he messes with her because she eats a sandwich you know but but you know all played in all, by like, louisa stress yes but but you know all all in all he's Genuinely, you know, he he's our wedding singer type actor. You know, Happy Gilmore is kind of and the kind Mr. Deeds type guy. Yeah, yeah. Not, maybe not as good as Mr. Deeds was, but yeah, it's it's one of these guys, and maybe not even as good as Robbie was in Wedding Singer because Robbie was very soft hearted and everything. Whereas yeah. this guy's kind of a woman. But I mean, you you find he's out responsible. In yeah, this movie, you know? and you find out in a real quick scene. Oh, he was he's like this because somebody cheated on him with her academic advisor, and so he like swore off all long term relationships. I That's didn't catch much. that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, because she remember she. She said uh, Alexa was saying something like, was it some person that slept with the water polo team or something like that? He goes, uh, no, actually, it was somebody named blah, blah, blah. And actually, not it wasn't instead of the team. It was her academic advisor. Uh, I think so, I was making my protein shake. <laughs> my protein shake. 
Um, so, anyways, this movie during that part, this movie is about this guy named uh, Henry Roth. He's he's kind of a womanizer. You know, he's into the one night stands, into just uh, being with vacationers, so he doesn't have any long term commitment. He's a <clears throat> excuse me. He's a veterinarian and works at uh, what appears to be a Sea World type of place. Uh, or at least maybe an aquarium in Hawaii. I think uh, the whole state of Hawaii is an aquarium. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but you know, he 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 works with mainly walruses, and uh, he um, there's a lot of unstudied Just stuff about again. walruses under walruses. I don't know why I said it <laughs> why like you that. Said walruses, walruses. <laughs> so he wants to work with walruses. Yeah, the first way you said it made me think of a walrus wearing a top hat and a cane. Walruses. <laughs> So he wants to study what they're like under the under the ice because they spend two-thirds of their life there, and it hasn't been studied that much. So he wants to take a trip up to Bristol Bay in Alaska and uh, study study the walruses up there. And so he has a plan. He's building his boat. He's been building it for a while. And, you know, the boat, the boat you know, he's real happy about it until it just falls apart and everything. The sea serpent. It's yeah, called the, the, sea, the serpent. sea serpent. So Very he, thoughtful he, in the name. Exactly. And I, you could have come up with a better like, name. Call it that, happy. I feel like that. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Call it call happy Madison or yeah, something like that. something crazy you know, just like something that. I think that would maybe take, yeah, that, take viewers the out of the, yeah, yeah, take it out of the movie a little bit too much. But... The so, sea serpent. He, yeah, so he practices, you know, making sure that the the, the boat is seaworthy by yeah. by sailing it around the island. It breaks down at a random spot. He has to end up taking <laughs> a, a breakdown. Yeah, man, that the thing almost and it gets his wheel goes off. He ends <laughs> up having to use a bike tire <laughs> wheel uh, later on to replace it or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so he has to take a little. Uh, he takes his dinghy and uh, his goes dinghy. his dinghy, and he goes to shore. Um, while he waits for the Coast Guard. So he goes to this, uh, uh, what is it? How do, how do you have a, a huku, hukulala? Uh, uh, I'd just stop. I'd just stop. Like, I wouldn't even attempt that. So anyways, he goes to this cafe. This this cafe. It's a cafe. And he uh, he uh, starts staring at this Asian dude. He gets real paranoid. And he's like, are you staring at me or her? Because you're starting to freak me out. No, he, he gets this 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 little light shining in his face. He looks over, and he sees this woman holding He's the a, knife who's shining yeah. the, the, the light in his face and everything. And she's just doing her own thing, just kind of uh, building her little waffle house and everything. And I thought he, that was such a great scene. Like, like when you see, you know, it brings your attention to Drew Barrymore with the, with the spoon or fork or whatever it was. You know, but it just it just put a light on Drew Barrymore. Like, like that was a great scene. Like, that was the, the way it was... Um, you know, videoed or well, yeah, whatever. yeah. You the know, way it was shot, yeah, yeah. The way it was shot, it was just great. It was a good scene. In the trailer, it it, it plays the song "Blinded by the Light." Yeah, you know, Blinded when it, yeah. When, when the, the little knife, ref, uh, the light reflects off the knife into Sandler's eyes yeah. and everything, and then there's like a slow motion shot of just her eyes and everything, yeah. looking over at him and everything, and yeah, she looks gorgeous in it. Uh-huh. But um. So uh, so he, he meets her and kind of flirts with her a bit. They talk for a good long time, have a real great first meeting. Um, and uh, and afterwards, you know, they go outside and he's like, 
uh, she, she says, oh, do you want to have breakfast again? And he's like, sure. He goes, oh, well, I think I, yeah, of course I will be. And yeah. and so you, you see it's the first time like he's like smitten, actually falling yeah. for somebody like in the first moments. Yeah. And she does too. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, that's not going to last. But, you know, you could tell in that first meeting, they both fell in love with each other pretty much by the end of the thing because they got out of the parking lot. She's like, do you want to meet for breakfast again? And he's like, oh, sure, you know, I'll be there. And they both go behind the van. They start dancing. You know, they do their little dance. Yeah. Yeah, and everything yeah. and and before but he goes oh my god and she's like oh my goodness you know like they just met somebody yeah. who's gonna be huge in their lives uh-huh. and everything and uh and it all goes south from there yeah and just totally disappears for one of them at least so that's the first meeting that's what gets this movie rolling but i want to talk about a scene before that and it's when um jocko's not feeling too well Okay. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> Alexa comes and gets um, uh, Henry. And it's like, you know, Jocko's, Jocko's sick. You got to come help. So he goes and they, they try to fix Jocko. And he has Alexa, you know, first dive to the bottom of the barrel, you know, just trying yeah. to give her crap, telling her to go get the temperature of the pool. <laughs> he jumps in and, the, and everything. This is to go get the ones at the bottom. the bottom. So she has to, like, dive all the way to the bottom, she brings don't it. Care. And goes, oh, that's good. And then he has her put her. Uh, <laughs> Head by it, and then he threw up. You know the the walrus threw up, and he and uh, she went to go clean it up, and he's like, "Yeah, high five is right, buddy. I knew you were gonna burp, but the vomit thing was awesome. <laughs> That's what she gets for eating my roast beef sandwich." <laughs> Willie, did you see that? And then she says, "This is why I do this job. This is why I, to save sea creatures." Like it, it, she was so hilarious in this movie. I mean, she did. You know, like she smiled. I think once or something. But it was just like, like she played this role so well, and it was just very, you know, straight faced comedy gold. You know, with with she didn't have a lot of scenes, but, but again, with, uh, Sean Astin oh, at the man, end. That was hilarious. It's like, but, can I feel your muscles? And yeah. he flexes his arm and she grabs and, and his. We tush. really, we really do get. You know, like if you were to say, okay, Adam Sandler was a star of this, you know, Drew Barrymore was more the the love interest. So, like, you got Adam Sandler one, Drew Barrymore two. I think Rob Schneider was like three in this film. You know what I mean? Like, like as many scenes as he had in this film for being funny, for mean? funny, but but you know, also being like a main main star of the film in a way. You know, like he was part probably number three on that list. Yeah, and then the dad and the brother. Yeah, you know. Um, Blake Clark obviously plays um, Lucy's dad, <laughs> and then Sean. He's Astin. part of the Sandler verse. Uh, yeah. Sean Astin's not not part of the Sandler verse. Uh, I like Blake Clark in Waterboy, where he, you know, <laughs> I just thought was acting like this. And then yeah, you know, there's a point over here, and I was like, well, you know, you never understand what he's saying. He's just no, talking guy from like King of Hill. Yeah, Boomhauer. Boomhauer. That old dadgum taking up his stadium over the fence, and then but, we got old dadgum instead of dadgum. We find, we find a less uh, comedic role. I mean, he's got a couple one-liners on this one, but he, he doesn't do a lot of comedy in this film, Who's I felt like uh, her dad. you know. Oh, yeah, he, Blake he just, Clark. Yeah, he was kind of playing more a straight person, yeah. uh, the, the the serious person, whereas Sean Astin. This is what, I think this is one of his best roles. Oh, it it's is. one of my favorite roles of his. I mean, obviously not best in terms of <laughs> academics or whatever, you know. Uh, we had we had Sarab uh, Miramont, the director, uh, uh, last season who did uh, The Freemason with, uh, with Sean Astin. And, you know, he got to hear some of the stories that Sean Astin was telling from his Lord of the Rings days. Yeah. But if I was there, I'd be asking him oh, about yeah, 50 yeah, First yeah. Dates. You know, I'd well, be like, look, man, Goonies how did you come too, up with... You know. Well, yeah, Goonies, but I mean... 
you know, you got your Sean Aston stuff. I mean, you got, you know, Mikey from the Goonies. You yeah. got uh, Samwise from Lord mm. of the Rings. And Doug from, from this movie. I mean, these, these are like these huge roles for me, at least. Yeah. You know, in Stranger Things, he's always playing this character that's, um, that's so iconic, but it, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be pivotal yeah. to the story. But, but it's so iconic and it guy. stands out. Yeah, it's almost like he's really this kind of person. You know what I mean? I don't like know he's if I've just, ever seen him play a bad guy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like genuinely, he's just a, a kind person. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 everything he does. But you know, I mean, and, and I don't know how much Hollywood has to say about that. You know what I mean? It's like like. Do they look at Sean Astin and said, you need to act this way, or is it just he always kind of acts that way? Maybe he's way. got maybe. that face. Yeah. And maybe he's got the... Maybe. Oh, he, he was in Click, though, wasn't he? Yes, he was. That, I forgot about that. So there is another uh, Adam Sandler uh, flick that he was in. Oh, he was he was in 24. He played this yeah, guy named Lynn. That. And he, he was kind of a bad guy in that. He wasn't really a bad guy, but he was a nuisance. One yeah. of these, not a terrorist person, but somebody that always got in the way of Jack doing his job and yeah, everything, yeah, or yeah. the rest of the people at CTU doing their job. Yeah. And then at the end, he did make a sacrifice, kind of like in Stranger Things yeah. type of thing. But um, anyway, oh, spoiler, sorry. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, but yeah, but on top of that, he also slapped Alexa with a fish. You know, she's freaking out. He goes, I'm sorry I slapped through the fish, but I had to calm down. Are you she calm? And she goes, she goes, yes, the fish slap calmed me down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but so, it's like, it's like, like who it's thought of goes, that? Yeah. Like, who thought of putting that character in this film to live in Hawaii, work at an aquarium, as an assistant, in a way, and be from Germany. Not I, only I, I that, took it. not only that, but the fish slap. <laughs> was it Russia or Germany? Oh, I don't know. But the fish slap. I mean, that's got to be an Adam Sandler thing. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if I slapped her with a fish? <laughs> but it's like it's like it 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 it's one of those things in movies that you don't think is going to work, but works beautifully. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like oh man, I'm just trying to think of another uh, um. Another movie that does that. We got to think of some yeah. some movies that 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 don't you know or things in movies that don't normally work, but for some reason this worked. Having a a German fifty year old woman probably at most fifty year old woman. Uh, she I think she had some good good uh, makeup she, or something because yes. I think she was actually quite I know younger. I know, but I mean, you look at her and you're like. And and the fact that she said she tried to hook up with the girl and then she's like, and it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said something like, I, "I like the other thing too much." No, but very very, very impressionable. I yeah, guess you yeah, could say yeah. her she, character. She likes she likes the uh, the anyways. Um, and you know you know who Spamming Eggs dude was the cook at the uh, the cafe he played E Honda in the Street Fighter yes, movie yes 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 I remember that and like E Honda got whipped you know and then he comes out and just save just, just well remember he him and uh, I think it was Balrog yeah. the boxer dude I think they were getting beat or at least E Honda was getting beat and they kept whipping him and stuff like yeah. that and he was just like taking it taking yeah, it whatever like, yeah but this guy his role in this movie it's like one of those things where you want to see more of him in Adam Sandler hey movies. peanut butter cups <laughs> they call him because peanut butter. The, the, and then Adam Sandler calls him hey mister could kill me with one punch <laughs> but, but like both of them were like you know, they, they 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 both were just about as bad as each other. You know what I mean? Like n- neither one of them was just Adam Sandler's character and his character. Like you know, they were trying to out cool each other and trying to look you know be cooler than the other one. Well, they had bets going and stuff. Yeah, but like 
like he just both of them tried to outcool each other, but both of them pretty much look like a bunch of children. Well, you know, yeah, like, they, like, like, like Sue like to, has to like roll her eyes at them yes, because they have yes. bets and everything. That's the only reason he's allowed back in the cafe and not like killed with <laughs> a meat like, cleaver. Forty dollars. Yeah, and he's like forty dollars, but then he wins with the crying and stuff. <laughs> he does but the, the, I can't read. Baby. So okay, before we get to that, so whenever he first goes to meet her and takes the toothpick and yeah. you know helps her out with the uh-huh. door and everything, hold me now plays by the Thompson Twins. Uh-huh. You know, hold me now. Whoa, yeah. hold my heart. Uh-huh. Stay with me. So that was that played in the wedding singer. Yeah. So another the the the, the movie that she was in before. Uh-huh. So it's the same same two actors and now the same song. Now that played after he got done getting beat up by the old guy at the red yeah. wedding. <laughs> at what I call the wedding the, singer red wedding. The red wedding. Um, and uh, he walks away and he's just like completely. He doesn't have anything. To, to he doesn't have anybody that loves him. Yeah. Drew Barrymore has got her own fiance. He's been dumped. He's at the bottom part of his life and everything. And this is kind of a good juxtaposition, I guess, to that yeah. is 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 seeing. Oh, now he has this maybe this new love that mm-hmm. he has um, coming to life with this Drew Barrymore in their yeah. first meeting in this movie. So mm-hmm. I thought there's a cool little connection with that song that was in there. You know. Why don't you try this? It's kind of a hinge. Now, why didn't I think of that? Oh, you're too close to the project. Don't be hard on yourself. You're right. Sometimes you need an outsider's perspective. Fresh eye never hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Lucy. Yes, I'm Henry Rod. Nice to meet meet you. you. It's pretty. Keep up the good work. Wait, I see you're sitting there alone. Um, do you want to come and sit down? Sure, sure, that'd be great. That's all right. Okay. So are you an architect? I am not, I'm in fish. Oh, that's where the smell is coming from. Yeah, yeah, I was feeding a walrus this morning and I thought I got most of it off of me, but I guess I didn't. I love that smell. No, you don't. Fish don't even like that smell. No, I do. My dad's a fisherman. He and my brother Doug, they go out to sea for months at a time. And I miss them so much while they're gone that when they come back, I I just hold on to them for five minutes each. And they smell just like your hands. It's the best smell in the world. Well, my fingers are available for your sniffing pleasure anytime you need them. <laughs> Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody comes up and starts messing with my food, sticking toothpicks. Even if I'm building a, uh, I could be di- building a dinosaur or something, you know. But if somebody comes and messes with my food, I'm gonna look at them like they're crazy. Like, and it was I'm, weird I'm because be she was okay, okay with it at first, yeah. but then another day when he tried it, she's like, "Oh, are you from some place where it's okay to put your <laughs> hands all over somebody's food?" But I mean, I think it's true. Sometimes stuff like that happens where. You know, you don't like certain things and you don't like people doing this or that, but it doesn't really stand out to you or you don't think about it until certain situations, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It was weird that she, you know, that she 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 didn't like it at first, but then she was okay with it. Um, 
you know, during that first meeting, he's he's actually himself for the first time. Yeah. You know, he doesn't say he's a secret yeah. agent or make up all these things. And he even talks about his dreams and ambitions, you know, uh-huh. uh, talking about what, the, what he wants to do with the walruses and go up to yeah. Crystal Bay. <laughs> sea lions are known for their uh, athleticism, and dolphins are known for their intelligence. Walruses are known for their... Uh, Tasks. Their tests, uh, also their male parts can get pretty gigantic. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's the <laughs> second biggest out of all the mammals. What's the first? Uh, I think tattoo face. <laughs> I like your laugh. I like you making me laugh. I hate to break this up, but we're setting up for lunch. Oh, okay. Sorry, Sue. So basically, he comes back the next day. She's like, okay, weirdo, get away from me. Why are you, you know, why are you coming after me? He's talking to her like he knows her. He's like, do you, you know, I was petting my walrus this morning and everything like that. And she's, of course, freaking out. Because if you had some random person you've never met come talking, I was thinking about you all morning while I was petting my walrus. (laughs) And do you want to smell my hands? That type of thing. That's a little weird. So it really is. So she gets, he gets explained to Sue, the one who owns a diner. Like, look, she got into an accident. A year ago, on October 14th, I believe it was, 13th or 14th, and she has this disease now where she doesn't, you know, every time she goes to sleep, her slate is white clean. Lucy is a very special person, very different from other people. Okay. About a year ago, Lucy was in a terrible car accident. Her father broke some ribs, but Lucy suffered a serious head injury. She lost her short-term memory. So she can't remember anything? No, 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 no. She has all of her long-term memory. That's a different part of the brain. Her whole life, up to the night before the accident, she remembers. She just can't retain any new information. It's like her slate gets wiped clean every night while she sleeps. Hold on here. This sounds like something I would tell a psycho girl so she would stop calling me. Am I the psycho girl? I wish I was making this up. She has no memory that she ever met you. What about the pineapple picking thing? She says that every day because each morning she wakes up thinking it's October 13th of last year. She comes here for breakfast because that's what she did on Sundays, and October 13th was a Sunday. She has no idea it's more than a year later. She reads the newspaper, though. It's a special paper her father puts on their porch every night. It's from the day of her accident. He got hundreds of them printed up. Lucy does the same thing every day so now basically it's his mission for the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. to get her to remember him so he can be a part of her life and so she can be a part of his life um so he 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 finds different uh, different ways to talk to her because now you know he's followed her home once uh the the father said stay away from my daughter all this kind of stuff so he has to kind of stay and so he said yes i will and remember he's keeping that promise this is still a good person yeah he's keeping his promise to that girl but he finds a you know a little sneaky way to do it. he's like okay uh i'll stay away from the diner but i'll catch her on the road and stuff so now but let's go back to the diner with the crying situation because with that yeah yeah so one of the but i mean that's after all that but yeah one of the reasons one of the ways he he he, you know he makes a bet with the the cook dude and he's like hey if i can you know if i can get her to let me sit with her and not you know get her to go off then you owe me 20 bucks and he's like all right deal so he does 
uh, a couple things at first. Uh, like he'll come over and start talking to her about things, and she's like, she starts speaking a different language. He goes, "Oh, yeah. you don't speak English? That's <laughs> that's weird." And yeah, everything. He does know what uh, that she does. Exactly. So. And so he walks away, and you know the the cook dude's like laughing, and so he owes him twenty dollars. He's like twenty, <laughs> and then the next time he tries again, he's like forty. Forty. And so he like you know Adam Sandler keeps bombing whether you know Drew Barrymore. You know, says she has a boyfriend, and yeah, or what's his name? Uh, I don't remember. Oh my gosh, it. what did you say? I'm trying to think, but it was it, man, it was so funny because he said, "Oh, Ringo,", Ringo and he goes, "Is, is his, his last, last name, name Star?" Star? <laughs> she goes, "No, it's McCartney." McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, she's she's not as. You know, it's it's almost like the entire time. But that's that right before she gets her her car towed. Right, right, and right. And she right. has a bad moment yeah. and everything. But it almost seems like, in a way, because we see that you know his flirting does work with the scene that we were talking about. You know, with the whole crying and saying you can't read and. <laughs> Wonder what's the matter with him? Looks like a stupid asshole to me. She's like, why don't you come over and help me? And then we find out later on when they're walking, he's walking her to their car. He, he, they kind of look at each other like, like almost like he wants to say something to her or ask her out or give her a big fat kiss on her lips, something he wants to, you know, and she's all about it. And then he walks away. And then she said, are you for real? Well, it's because she he had that dream the night before yeah. of her saying forever and ever. ever. And yeah, that, yeah. You know, that type of thing. Or I think it was like the next day and the next day. And, and so he, he kind of got that paranoia of being yeah. tied down, um, which he didn't mind before. But I guess that, that one girlfriend yeah. messed him up about it. And now he also wants to go on his trip. So he just doesn't want to be tied down. Yeah. But so that freaks her out. But. The fact that she knew that he was he was BSing that whole time when he was yeah. crying, she's like, really? Really? That's it? That's what? All that flirting and phony I can't read stuff, and then you're not even going to ask me out or for my phone number? I can't read. Oh, shut up. That was one of the goofiest things I've ever seen in my life. But I thought, hey, this guy is so desperate to meet me, he might be worth talking to. But then I get stiffed. No, 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 no. This is what happened. I, uh... It's mahalo for the ego boost. You're right. You're right. I feel like, uh... No worries. I got I, I, I can read a little. I didn't know I came before E. That one I didn't know, I swear. But, uh, and, th and that's what I was trying to get at, is I feel like, you know, all these times that she did turn him down, I kind of feel like 
her character is messing with him too. Like she knows he's hitting on her, you know, and it's almost kind of like she's flirting back because that's the way her character is. Her character's uh, quite goofy no matter what, you know, and, and, you know, naturally quite goofy. She just, she's just basically got one arm tied behind her back. Unlike all the other characters in the, in the movie, you know, she doesn't know what's going on, but everybody around her knows what's going on. So she thinks, you know, by saying stuff like that and joking around and whatever that, you know, that she's, you know, nobody's going to guess her thoughts and, and her dreams. But, you know, after. Do you think they fell in love on that first that first time they met when they were dancing and they were yeah, happy oh yeah. they got to see oh each yeah. other? I think they did. I think they, it was one of these things they probably didn't realize, yeah. like in Wedding Singer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, obviously, she didn't realize it, but she, I think then is when she started dreaming about him. And yeah. remember, because he said, the dad said, I figured it out. She only sings the Beach Boy song uh, and she only sings on the day she, she yeah, sees you. you. Yeah. And uh, which is like Sundays. Yeah. Well, I guess every day is a Sunday for her. Well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, it's just one of these things where where uh, I, I, I think it was from the beginning. Now, he didn't realize it because he, he didn't want that commitment, but he kind of did. I kind of did. I think he, he quickly did. came around to yeah. her. Uh, because well, that's then they kind of started that, dating. That, that front part didn't really make a lot of sense to me because. You know, he instantly went from being some player that really was damaged I get because it. some prior girl, and then so you know, he, he's not monogamous at all, and then all of a sudden he meets Drew Barrymore, and, and literally just totally, it's a different side of the coin. So more so the the you're saying that the intro made it seem like he was more of a jackass than yeah, it really yeah, was. Yeah. When you Whereas find out he, he was, really isn't. He was kind of a womanizer, but not in a sense where he was taking advantage. It was like no. they were just as aware of it exactly. as he was, but he would he would only date those women. Yeah. The the part that made him a jerk only date those women because they would be leaving. Yeah, but does that make him a jerk? Because maybe they're just looking for a one time romance, well, you know, island romance or whatever. Bra- exactly. they, they wouldn't be talking to their friends and bragging about. So it. yeah, I guess you could say that 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 kind of put him in a bad light. I think it's because his wa- they they wanted to give his wife some screen time. I think it probably put him in a bad light where he didn't need to be in such a bad light, but. It kind of set us as an audience back on our heels, like, okay, well, this guy kind of seems like a jackass and, you know, made his turn real quick. Um, but, you know, then it starts all his little all his little schemes out on the road then. Yeah. You know, all the times that she would drive by this one particular point, yeah. which has got to be like the most famous point of filming in Hawaii with those certain mountains in the background. Jurassic Park did it. Lost Jurassic Park, did. South, Lost was there, all that, and, and like in that same yeah, that yeah, same yeah. area. And I'd stuff. love to go there one day, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be um, a... Uh, Tourist? No, I wouldn't want to be a veterinarian for walruses and go to Hawaii because that doesn't really make a whole hell of a lot of sense. I don't know though, but I mean, if if that exists there, that's a nice job there. Well, no, no, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to do that job, but logically speaking, that doesn't really make any sense. I know how much you like animals, and you had discussed that, like you'd you kind of wanted to be a veterinarian. I'm like Andrew. Then you'd have to put people down, or you'd have to put animals. Holy crap! Put animals down. Not an assassin. I didn't want to be an assassin. That's how my veterinary practice works. I think Jeffrey Dahmer tried to do that too. Front. Yeah, but. No, I. It, it. What was your favorite one of those? The the moments of it was it when Ula got beat with a bat, with a bat. Uh, yeah. Okay, this is her. Start beating me up. Make it look good. Okay, Howley, what do you think you can come for this island? 
eat all pineapple. Help me! Ow, not so hard. Take it easy. Trying to bang out women. Oh. Making my sister clean your hotel room. Okay, what does that have to do with this? Relax. Hey, hey, help me, please. Stop it, Howley. Oh! Oh! Enough. Are you okay? Yes, okay, yes. I'll be right back. Hey, come no, here! No, 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 I think he's had enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my eye. You got him. Not good enough. Oh, my, oh, my eye. He learned his lesson. What's your name? My name's Henry. You did good. Hi, sorry. I'm in a community watch program and... Oh, you crazy bitch! Yeah, keep running! I, I, I think that was that was classic. That, but it's just been done before. I think the the best one was where the dad and the brother show up, and he's tied up, and he's trying to read a newspaper. Uh, move on, move on. Uh, the cops are already on the way. You know that kind of thing. I thought that was just a classically well played scene because he he. I think when he, you're he, done, he got caught. I'm trying to trick my daughter with the kidnapping. I know. Come by the house. Yeah, and see, for me, I don't know. As, as a father of a daughter, I, I might. I might have been a little bit more violent, I want to say. You know, I might have been like, like, oh, it's a good thing you're tied up because now I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Because let's come to terms here. Well, this, no, here's the thing. That he's got he's a, stalking her, though. Well, here's the thing. Not not really stalking. Well, it's stalking because of her condition, because she doesn't remember him. So he has yeah. all this information that she doesn't have. Right. So, yeah, that gets a little creepy. Now, if it was like a meeting, uh, you know, he's trying to make her fall in love with him. So, like, yeah, it's a good point and everything. But she's also an adult. But then again, she has brain. Damage, he's taking so. advantage of the of the situation, and in in turn, I think that's what stalkers do in a way. But right? if her handlers, I say her, because she calls them out on her that family too. or her doctors, thought that she couldn't handle herself being alone in the real world, yeah, they would insist that she would be at the home, right? right. So I think that they feel that she's at a level to be out in the real world and interacting with people on her own. So I don't think it's it's yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing what he's doing. I think that, you know, it got a lot better. You know I, I the think, way he went about it. Yeah, but. And and again, I'm going back to do I'm going to I want to call this a uh, a Rachel moment, okay? Okay. Do you really think that a hospital with in her condition, mind you, you know, it's not something like it's just, uh, you know, she loses short term memory here and there. Literally, the slate is wiped clean. I don't think a hospital would recommend her being out on her own or driving for that matter, you know. And but again, this movie wouldn't be this movie if if that was the case. Well, you, you couldn't be out and not let her drive because then she'd ask why she couldn't drive. Right, right. So, but that's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, so if, she probably should have been If she's outside home. of the hospital, you have to let her so- live some kind of semblance of a normal life. Right, right. Otherwise, but, you need to be in the hospital because anything that's out of sorts, which is why the, 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 his, her dad and brother had to do it this way, yeah. anything that's out of sorts has to be explained. Let's call this a Rachel moment. So every time we bring up one of these, we're going to say this. And by the way, uh, Rachel is my wife. And uh, you're talking about the things where you say, well, then we wouldn't have a movie. Right? Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. Because, uh, you know, my wife tends to ask that question quite often. I mean, because she, she thinks that movies, she's not really a popcorn eater. Because she doesn't watch, I mean, it's funny because I'm, I'm a huge movie fan, always have been since I was a kid, right? And I can tell you the first movie I watched at a theater and everything, but for her, she's not she's not a, a popcorn eater because she really doesn't like watching movies. She wi- likes watching a certain handful of movies over and over again. Yeah, or you. TV shows. Yeah, or TV shows especially, you know, and, and but she, she looks at a movie logically, which... 
I don't think a real real movie fan can look at any movie logically speaking unless you're a critic. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like like with this movie, especially with all well, Adam Sandler I think movies, she just wants you to explain it to her standards. For, for logic. <laughs> for logic. Because, again, I don't think that movies... Well, I mean, but then there's some make questions, sense questions the that she asks where I'm just like, why do you care about that? Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. I'm like, why is that an issue? Why are you even thinking about that? But but so she's, she's always been that way, and, and she she wants you to explain, you know, why people think this way, which which is what critics do. You know, they try to sit there and explain why people Yeah, and sometimes it's smart and do a when she thing. does it, and then sometimes I'm like, you're just trying to make a big deal out of it. Calm down. <laughs> and she does that on purpose, too, so, by the way. The time, the time when it's raining and he stops her with the construction cones and all that kind of the, the, the horses that and stuff. That's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, but, I mean, when she he says, you know, are you coming from breakfast? You know, he's like, because uh, she's like, yeah, I had waffles. He's like, oh, you know what I like to do with this? I like to build little houses. She has this look on her face where she smiles, she, and then she goes, you do, and then she goes all like, like, like shocked face, and he goes, like "Yeah, baby eyes." My, it's just my thing. Her facial expression, she's just adorable. Like she, she gets this, this, this look on her face where she like falls for him just in him saying yeah. that. Like she's desperate to fall for somebody or something like but, that. But it goes but to like, her. It hits her hard. It goes to her acting credentials. I mean, it goes to her, 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 her art as an actor. Yeah. I mean, look about it this way, Kate. E.T. came out in 1982, right? So she has been literally acting. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, there's a lot of actors out there that took breaks. Brandon Fraser took a break. I mean, not probably not up to his no. reasoning, but, you know, actors take breaks, sometimes take permanent breaks. You know, I mean, when's the, what, what was an actor we were talking about? I, I want to say there was an actor we were talking about that really doesn't act anymore. Um, well, there's Gene Hackman. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. When Tom ta- Pesci, or Tom Pesci, Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't do a lot of, fi- hardly any films, if any at all. You right. know, I mean, especially Hackman. I mean, I, I can't remember the last movie I've seen him in that's been recent. I know. Uh, 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 Sean Connery, he, did he pass away? Yeah, he passed away. <laughs> okay. But he had he'd quit for a while. Yeah, but, but you so. know, Drew Barrymore really has not quit acting since E.T. days. And even then, we were talking, she was doing movie commercials i mean she does come from a little bit of a royalty when it comes to acting you know um because i think isn't her like she's isn't she related to spielberg she's like somehow her, no her she he just hired her and everything but i mean like she's got like grandfathers and yeah. her, her family the you know they're well embedded in hollywood but they're also well embedded kind of like nicholas cage for drinking and stuff yeah well i mean uh, she was that, but. she's at like age like I think it was age nine or eleven. Yeah. She was at Studio Fifty Four, yeah. getting drunk on champagne. Uh-huh. So I mean, that's what happened with Drew Barrymore when she was a child star. You know, her mother wasn't really didn't really care about the mother daughter aspect yeah. of it. It was more about the business aspect of it. Didn't care if she was getting drunk mm-hmm. off champagne and doing all these things. And she had to go to rehab at like yeah. age thirteen. Yeah, but can you so, imagine? I mean, she has she's had a life. Exactly, she's had a life, and she's been doing it for forty plus years now. Yeah. I mean, literally been. That has been her life, you know, and the, the, it go it shows in every movie she does. Santa, I, I don't think you've have you seen Santa Clarita Diet yet? Yeah, I've seen a few episodes of it. That she's phenomenal in that show. I mean, it doesn't matter. She can. She's one of those actresses or actors in general 
that can cross over to TV and cross back into movies, cross over to TV, cross back into movies. I mean, and, 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 you know, do, do all kinds of stuff. Like she did, she did some stuff with uh, Tom Green. Remember when Tom Green was like at the pinnacle of his career or whatever, when she married him, yeah, when she married him, but, but she would do stuff with Tom Green, you know, and, and things like that. But it was just like, it goes to show how, how much of a phenomenal actress. I mean, like, you know, you're seeing actresses that it took them to the, you know, look at Helen Mirren. Right. Mm -hmm. It took her till she was like maybe 60 until she was extremely well known. Well, Alan Rickman didn't start acting until he was 40. Steve Carell, too. 40 or 41 when he said, well, Steve Carell had been around for a while, though. But he didn't blow up. Yeah. Until he was in his late 30s, 40s and stuff. But but I mean, all these people are phenomenal actor actors, just like Drew Barrymore, who is who does it better than some of these Academy Award actresses. But the thing is, is with Drew Barrymore is comedy is definitely her niche. You know what I mean? Like that comedy, romantic comedy. She's, comedy. she's good at the, you know, rom-coms. She the is. Fever she is. pitch and this well, movie. And that's and why her Adam Sandler works so well because Adam Sandler is very good. At, this works. The king of fart jokes. Well, yeah. You know. This works. This movie works because they're absolutely perfect for each other and it's like over, overwhelmingly sweet and cutesy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit more about yourself. Okay, well, I've won over seven all-you-can-eat chicken wing contests. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, and I'm a ballet dancer, but only in my bathroom. <laughs> no, no, what do you want to know? Um, do you love me? Hmm. I didn't mean to put you on the spot or anything. I was just asking more for informational purposes as to keep the video up to date as possible. Sure. <sighs> Love is a very loaded word. Hmm. Um, let's see, I, uh, I go to this restaurant every morning and I see you there reading and I love you very much. Probably more than anybody could love another person. How do I feel about you? You're excited about the chicken wing thing. And uh, you've been dying to make out with me for quite some time now. Feeling better now? Nothing beats a first kiss. <laughs> Well, I, I would I'd say her their characters work because of that too. Because, yeah. you know, with her, it's hard to it's hard to get a sense of somebody within a day, right? Even even if you interact with each other all day, it's still hard to get a, a good sense of somebody. But and for her, that's like every day with with the Henry character. She's she has to get a sense of him every day. But if you meet somebody that's exactly in line with you and it's that that's that that person that's like the one person in the world that's right for you that's exactly right for you you know what i mean yeah it's it 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 gets it gets to i I don't know it's 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 hard to explain it it's one of these things where where they're they're absolutely perfect for each other and um and it wouldn't have worked this romance in the movie wouldn't have worked 
if if he couldn't make her laugh with just random things that she said yeah. because he'll just say something random jokey and everything and she thinks it's adorable or cute just uh, you know in that moment and everything yeah. so so it's 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 hard to do that with somebody too like everything you're saying is clicking with that person it's and, making them laugh and is endear- yeah. endearing yourself to that person and he's able to do it because they're exactly perfect for each other. Yeah. At least their characters are. Well, so. have you ever? Uh, I I've, I haven't looked into this, but have you seen what uh, Drew Barrymore has said about acting with Drew uh, with uh, Adam Sandler? Mm. I don't know either. I, I'm gonna have said to look so, that up. She said something about uh, you know. Obviously, they've said that they want to grow old acting together yeah. and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I still Which think work. I still think Adam Sandler looks at her completely differently than any other romantic oh, interest yeah. that yeah. he's ever done. <clears throat> it's just uh, that's that's how it is for me. But well, you look at a lot of like I mean, how but how many child actors have done what she's done? You know, she's she's. I'd have to put her on par with being the queen of 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 child actors. Yeah, I mean, she's su- successful as a you know seven or eight year old in yeah. ET or however old she was as she is now in her forties. You yeah. know, probably late forties now, and, yeah. and 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 now she's got her own talk show. Yeah, well, you know, and look, look, I don't know if you've seen the talk show, no. but it's pretty cool because she uh, usually it's like a lot of like reminiscent type stuff. Like yeah. she'll get Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu on yeah. there. She'll get Jimmy Fallon on there. She has Ada Adam Sandler on there many times. But this is what I'm saying. I mean, the the it doesn't Steven ma- Spielberg. Yeah, got what she touches like is gold. One. I mean, there's literally. I mean, I'm sure there's some some flicks that that were kind of questionable, like that one where she was like a runaway or something back in the ni- early '90s. I, th- I want to say she, it's where she got that iconic uh, pixie cut with the. I'm pretty the, sure that's Boys on the Side. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, about. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's it, you know she's the the hippie child. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's what she coined. Really. Long story short, suffice it to say. Drew Barrymore is an amazing personality, yes. an amazing person, an amazing presence, and definitely is one of these people that belongs in Hollywood. You know, you yeah. have some people that oh, they can do other stuff or whatever. Yeah. This 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 woman, she belongs in Hollywood, yep. and and she does amazing things. Um, well, and the, the only reason I went off on Barrymore B is because you know I I didn't really touch on that right. so much you know with Wedding Singer, but it's just because we this is this yeah. is our Adam Sandler. Um, month you right. know and and you know yeah we got to talk about adam sandler but you just can't talk about adam sandler without drew nope. more nope you can't they they go hand in hand there and guaranteed they're gonna be movies going on there oh, yeah. i mean adam sandler's already said he's looking for their next movie together yeah. anyways I, I wanted to get back to this real quick um because her condition is perfect for this type of yep. character and this is why i think they needed to show that montage of girls at the beginning mm-hmm. it's because um you know, he is always this person uh, that would be with a girl and then send her on her way. She mm-hmm. had a great time. She maybe even fell in love with him. But he is, what do you call, hit it and quit it type of thing. Yeah. Where he was, you know, send her on her way and move on to the next. Yeah. And he wouldn't remember her and yeah. forget about her. So, um, Drew Barrymore, her uh, Lucy character in this movie, her condition is like a karma for him. You know, it's like it a, is. A, I, it's, I like that. It's I a like mirror that. of how he lived. You know, instead yeah. of him forgetting the ladies, he wooed and moved on the next I like day or that. whatever. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. So uh, now, someone he actually falls hard for and wants to be with, she leaves, doesn't remember him. Leaves him every night, yeah. quote unquote, and 
every night and morning he's left pining for the girl he fell for just like these people that are talking at the beginning and then the cycle begins again because he's in love with her but she she has no idea well she comes up with the perfect explanation of this movie and he, and he, she even has a, an excuse that, like in the beginning, he said, "This sounds like something I would tell a girl." Yeah. He isn't even. Uh, she even has an excuse that's given to him where he's like, "Is this real?" Which I'm sure some of the girls that he's given excuses say, "Is this a real thing?" Yeah. You know that type of thing. But she, she, I think the one line that she said in this movie perfectly describes this movie, basically saying, "You know, I want to meet the guy that makes me fall in love with him." Every day. Every day. And that's the point of the movie. You know, I I wrote in here, the point of the movie is that you have to make an effort in a relationship and in a marriage. You have to keep trying. You have to keep loving like it's the first time you met. You have to treat every day like you're trying, like like you want that person to know you love them, like you want that person to love you back. That's the epitome of a rom-com. That's the epitome of a rom-com. Yeah, but I mean, like a lot of rom-coms, it could be about magical things and everything. But that's what rom. Yeah, you're right. That's what rom-coms should be about. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, it again. Her line that that's my favorite part of the movie. I'm gonna say that right now because I'll forget it and and I shouldn't forget it. But I, yeah, as Drew Barrymore does, I, I forget things. So, um, but just saying, you know, meeting, you know, f- meeting a person and and making basically fall in love with you every every day you know, is the true definition of this film, I, I feel like. And, and you know, it, it is teaching you a lesson if you don't, if you're not paying attention. And and Matt just said it perfectly with, you know, that's that's what you should be doing every day. Every day, day in, day out. You have to make the effort. You got to make the effort. And not one of us is perfect on that, you nope. know. And, and every single one of us is guilty of doing that, getting complacent, you know, and... You can't be complacent. I mean, look at the, look where they were at. They were in the most one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah. And and for them to be in the, one of the most beautiful places in the world, and not be you know not be visitors, not be tourists, but you know people that live in the most beautiful place in the world. You know, one of the most beautiful places in the world. I would have wanted to go make this movie just to go spend. Oh, a absolutely, weeks in Hawaii. You know, it's like it's it's almost like you know they some of these actors should pay the producers and the directors and the studios. I think it's been said too that that like, yeah, I think it's been said that like all Adam Sandler movies have like such great locations. Like they're always like real beautiful places, whether it's Massachusetts and Hubie does Halloween or, or Hawaii. I think he's done Hawaii a couple of times. Like just go with it with Jennifer Aniston. And like we always say, you know, the scenery is a character in a movie, you know, in this movie. And you know, that's not the case with every single uh, film that we watch, but definitely in a lot of the Adam Sandler's, I mean, he does tend to stay a lot on the East Coast, you know, in the same area. And I mean, that's just where he's from. That's where he knows, you know, him coming down to Texas to do uh, to do a comedy. It's very unlikely you'll see him do something yeah. like that. You hey, know? you never know. I mean, I th- That'd maybe be awesome. the ridiculous six. Maybe that was supposed yeah, to be in Texas okay. or something, okay. or maybe New Mexico. I don't know. Yeah. Um, is Drew Barrymore the only one Adam has ever sung to in a movie? Like, wrote a song to? Because he's done it twice now. In The Wedding Singer, we had Grold with you. And in this one, we had Forgetful Lucy. All right, I just wrote this, so go easy on me. was the place Where I first saw you like each other right away, but you didn't remember me the very next day. 
I used to trick you into pulling your car over so we could chat. But my favorite time was when you beat the shit out of Ulu with a bat. <laughs> and we drove up to see Dr. Keats and found out why Doug always has to change his sheets. But I still love her so And I'll never let her go Even if while I'm singing this song She's wishing I had Jocko with a walrus and schlong <laughs> Forget ever written a song for any other romantic leaves in any of his other movies not that i can hey don't get me started on drew barrymore again okay but i'm just saying that that, that that's that's another one of those things yeah. it's like yeah it's like a thing where he's always you know he didn't do it in blended yeah which kind of i felt like broke the tradition but yeah. i think he's i think she's the only one that he'll sit there and get a guitar yeah. and actually plays to during the movie you know maybe jimmy fallon did it in fever pitch I but but we get we get a lot of great movie, but we get a lot of great music in this film just like we did and a lot of his previous films you know what i mean he he if you notice he doesn't ever do this, a lot this of this was probably music. this this mu- the music in this movie because they took all like these popular songs like the thompson twins they yeah. they, they took a couple others and they, a lot of beach boys they turn them into steel drum songs yeah. you know these these tropical hawaiian or tropical or hawaiian sounding music yeah where i think steel drums though are more like the bahamas mm-hmm and less Hawaii, but I don't know. It 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 works because a lot of the the the, the steel drum sounds. It's it reminding me of like uh, you know the ones that are in True Romance and yeah. stuff when I was listening to it. And I was yeah, like, that was oh, a, a lot, lot of these darker tone, the tone in that one yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I I thought one of the most ridiculous things in this film, besides you know, all his films are are somewhat ridiculous in one way or another. Right. But the fact that this her- seems like the most ridiculous outlandish plot though. And it actually ends up being the one that's like really close to, you know, to pretty, truth. Much, pretty much exactly right. Yeah. But I think the most ridiculous thing in this, this, okay, her dad and her brother were fishermen, right? Mm-hmm. They probably had the best house on the whole island. I don't know. There was a there was a wide I mean, shot of it house. where all like the roofs were all rusted and crappy. But no, I mean, a lot of I'm not, I'm not a lot so of shore houses are like yeah. that because you have the salt water. And I'm and not physically saying I mean like the actual house, but where the house was. Oh yeah, I mean the house, the the dock, and everything. That was obviously somebody who that had been like a forty fifty million dollar home. Either that or it's a least. legacy house. Yeah. It's one of these legacy houses that have been there for years and years and years. And now that the property value is up, they could sell yeah. for tons and tons of money if they wanted yeah. to. But they like their, you know, they got their nice little piece of land there. Because right we, we, we do find out, like, uh, what in that uh, George Clooney film, right, that there is royalty in the Hawaiian culture. Right. You know, and... and, and, and the descendants. Yeah, the descendants. And, and you know, it's it's very, uh, very, very uh, set up royalty. I mean, it's a very set up royalty system in, in, in the state. You know what I mean? Even though it's one of the... You know, as part of the United States, is still there's a royalty set up there. You know, and you would think that you know people that have been living there their entire lives 
would have a house like that yeah. in, on that plot of land where it's like uh, these fishermen that barely probably make I mean look at the vehicles they drive things like that I mean this is this got to be a 40 50 dollar when you home. have a lot of like uh um uh, I'm not saying ri- fishermen can't be rich I mean, let, no 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 but I, I'm saying I think you have a lot of um you you have a lot of uh what do you want to say it um native people yeah there that won't sell the land for any no. amount of money no. because a lot of a lot of the population believes that Hawaii should not be a part of the U.S. It should be that, its own country. Yeah, that that it which should separate it and everything, which like like it should. And I don't know if it should. I maybe it should. Yeah. It's. I mean, obviously, you know, the U.S. wanted for strategic reasons and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But um, it's. I don't know. That, that's that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But we, we could get into. But you know, but I just thought that was kind of ridiculous. I was like, man, I, I'm gonna go become a fisherman in Hawaii know, and, right? and, and buy a, a, a gorgeous retirement that's home. That's gotta be like handed down or something. Or something. You, this, you know, this this white family that's there. That I mean, obviously, it's not a legacy yeah, property yeah. or anything like that. But I mean, that, so. that even you know, I thought one of the coolest places was that cafe. You know, I mean, I I think I felt right like if the I lived there. there I would live in that cafe. I mean, I'd go there every go, day. Yeah, I'd tire. Eat breakfast. Oh yeah, go there, eat breakfast. And that's a I real place. Spam. Can you imagine how packed that is all the time, yep. either by tourists that want to visit it or whatever? Did you see the advertisement place uh, placement in this oh, movie? Oh man, I meant to look out for that. Well, I saw spam, it's spam, it's and Reese's spam pieces. Truck. Yep. The, and then there you have all the cans of spam that are in the kitchen behind him, and then all the ones uh-huh. in the box where Doug's uh-huh. like, "I love Reese's and spam. Can I have it?" Yeah, and and and, and sure. I I, I know so, somebody. Uh, I know a plumber. He was uh he lived in Hawaii. He was from Hawaii, and uh, the the food there. It's I'm gonna get yelled at for this, but not knowing the name of it. But it's basically like a reverse sushi. Okay, so you've got the chicken, and you've got the rice uh, sitting on each other, or not the chicken, but the spam and the rice sitting on top of each other, and then it's uh, and then there's it's weird the way it's set up. It's not rolled up like a like a piece of sushi. It's just it's like a little patty. And oh man, I wish, but it's so, so good because spam is a huge, huge uh, thing in Hawaii. Yeah. Canned pork. You know, it's like, it's like who would That'll last forever. Yeah. Yeah. I I have spam in my kitchen, I think, that I bought like two or three years ago. And I still got another two or three years left. And, you know, because we do, I think we talked about this with the whore and heels uh-huh. girls because, you know, they hate spam or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, man, there's so many, there's so spam. many things you can do with it. All right. So I just want to talk about a few things real quick because uh, this is going to be a long episode. Um, two scenes with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Now, I've talked about, like, you know, whether or not you're attracted to her or whatever. I think she's amazing no matter what. My now, wife's a blonde, so. Two, two, two scenes that I was just actually, oh, my God. God, she is just drop get drop dead gorgeous. Okay, the one where you know he's like, I've never seen you in the evening light. They're by that tree that she had wrecked on uh, oh, with yeah. her dad, and yeah. it was in the evening. And that way that he goes, even says, you know, I've never hung out with you in this light. The way that high light hits you, it's just. And then it cuts to a shot of her. Wow, look, the bark is healing. You're gonna get there. I never hung out with you in the afternoon like this. And this lighting, man, oh, man, you look disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how you get me to fall for that egg-shaped head every morning. Oh, all I have to do is slide on my designer jeans and just kind of wiggle in front of you. You go nuts. Why couldn't I have met you one day before the accident? Don't worry, because if you hung out with me for more than one day, you'd realize I'm a bore. 
Oh, well, I have news for you. Yes? It takes less than one day. You know something that hurt? Your damaged temporal lobe is causing me pain, and I'm going to get you for that. It didn't really fit the movie, I think. I felt like it was like, like a... He's like, oh, it's just disgusting. And it's yeah. funny because she is absolutely gorgeous. But it's one of these beautiful scenes yeah. that you don't really see yeah. in Adam Sandler movies. I think Hawaii has a lot to do with that. I'm yeah, sure oh, you yeah. can find many different places. But for an Adam Sandler movie, you know, you, you really got to get that beauty going because, you know, otherwise it's going to be a lot of fart yeah. jokes and everything. Yeah. But there's just something different about this movie. though. So that scene... And then the scene where she says goodbye to him and she's standing in the rain yeah. and she, you know, she sweeps her hair back yeah. and they have that one last kiss and then he drives away. Oh my God. That was a good scene. That's it was really, really good, good but it's you know, one of these like classic scenes or whatever. But yeah. the way she's standing there in the rain though, like that, I'm like, yeah, forget it, it's about just, it. It's just, it's such a, it's, it's that, that was such a good scene too, because it was just like, you felt the pain in that scene. You know what I mean? Like you felt and how they were making out and like, she wanted to keep going, but he couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. Knowing she was all right with it. Cause she knew she was going to forget yeah. about it in the morning. So she was like making out with him and stuff. He had to stop. Yeah. And you could see it. And this is from Adam Sandler. Like yeah. I said, we, he's done good things, but I mean, in an Adam Sandler type movie, uh -huh. he had to stop and pull himself away and, and not even yeah. look at her and get yeah. in the truck because he couldn't he couldn't continue yeah. with that last it was too much and for him i like going really back good. i like the way adam sandler sets up these particular scenes um he did like i, I talked about it in wedding singer how he didn't just drag out the depression side of the of the movie you know you know where where you know wedding singer like you know he she turns Do him you down remember at the me? altar no that yeah. sucks. But 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 that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't he doesn't really drag out the depression scene for for you know 30 minutes out of the movie where you're just like okay, let's get back to the happiness. Let's get back to the happy because you know this is this is be, this is becoming super depressed again. You know you know how some movies will do that. They'll just drag out the depression part of the scene and you're just like wow, this is a waste of my time for the rest of this movie until it starts getting better. Yeah. You know, and that's what he did with this too. I mean, yeah, you saw him that he was what down What movie was that that we talked about where it's like, like, look, we get that he's, he's, you don't have to harp on the depression part of it. Oh, we, we get wasn't that it he's the King upset. of Staten Island or something or I can't remember uh, what it was. No, I thought it was an Adam Sandler movie. Like, like it could have been. It was Wedding Singer, remember? Because he was so depressed, but it, it didn't. They didn't. Oh yeah, when she, it, yeah, because he was singing back. miserably and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, like Adam Sandler plays miserable very yeah, well. He does. Let him play it. Don't yeah. harp on it, and yeah. then move on. Yeah, yeah. Said and, that and, and I like the way Adam Sandler does that in his movies. You know, you don't get to that point where because. Again, you know, watching Punch Dog Love, you know, at the first, you're just like, oh, it's, it hurts to see Adam Sandler like this. You know like, what I mean? Just it's like so uncomfortable. It, oh, oh man. Yeah. You know, you know, I was thinking about this. You know who, who, what actor does it very well? Where it's it's awkward, but it's not to the point where you're just like, oh, is is Steve Carell? Like, especially in the Office. Like, I mean, there's it's scenes so where I'm just like cringy, but it's not so to the point where it's like. Ooh, I can't watch this anymore. You know, it's like cringy. Okay, now we're good. What do you think of Dan Aykroyd in this movie? I thought this was probably one of Dan Aykroyd's seri only serious roles. Like where, where he, he was kind really, of a serious person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he does joke around. You know, but he does he does the walrus joke. And then he does the wet dream jokes with Doug and everything. You know, get off the juice. Yeah. He'd be like, notice the overreaction. Again, yeah. Doug, lay off the juice. But then again, he wasn't he wasn't like like he was in Tommy Boy. He wasn't like he was in uh, in a lot of the movies he does, even with Adam Sandler. He was he was a little bit more serious in this one. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he, wouldn't, he didn't make a couple jokes, but it wasn't like... 
like make you laugh. I mean, it was ha. And did you get the connection of for Tommy Boy through this? Um, Besides Dan Aykroyd, uh, what was his name? Maybe it was his name or something. Uh So the name of the institute is Callahan Institute. Oh. And they actually talk about it in the movie. Callahan Institute is funded by the Callahan Institute, which is primarily funded by Callahan Automotive Parts. Uh. So if you remember Tommy Boy, he his family was the, or his business, his dad's business was the Callahan Auto Parts and everything. Yeah. And Dan Aykroyd was in that movie as well. So they were able to bring the whole, <laughs> you know, as that. far as Adam Sandler that. being best friends with Chris Farley and then bringing Callahan and and Dan Aykroyd into this to mix it all up yeah. into you know okay you know like that's kind of a shout out this is to you yeah. Chris Farley type of thing he seemed I very very like uh, his character in Ghostbusters I thought Dan Aykroyd did you know I mean just very you know the scientist you know kind of kind of yeah to him. yeah and uh, what did he say at the house. Besides the, uh, I can't remember what he said besides, but yeah, he was kind of more just affable, just kind of play along with everybody out of his own little jokes every once in a while. He mentioned that this thing was called Goldfield Syndrome. That's not a real thing. Yeah. That doesn't exist. Yeah. It may have just been part of the joke whenever he said, you know, uh, what did he say? Um, oh, he couldn't publish his findings because he kept forgetting. And she started yeah. laughing. He goes, oh, see, so your humor's still intact. So maybe that was a, supposed to be a joke because there's no such thing as Goldfield syndrome. Yeah. Um, there is a real thing called enterograde amnesia, which they could have mentioned, yeah. but they made up one. I don't know. For whatever reason, uh, but I just thought that was that was really interesting. But I like having it, it, it's good having him as a presence. He doesn't have to be centered on him but it's it's nice to see Dan Aykroyd every once in a while and, and it's maybe funny. that's a childhood thing and plus you know Adam Sandler I mean again he he's he's very dedicated to his Saturday Night Live alums you know and Dan Aykroyd just happens to be uh, an alum you know prior generation to Adam Sandler but you know it's it just it's classic the way he brings it you know it's almost like you feel like Adam Sandler's got a lot of best friends yeah you know what I mean like these guys have to be extremely close for him like to hear them all. Peter Dante. Yeah. Again, in this role, another one that makes me laugh. And he's like, dude, she she doesn't know who you are, brah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I suck at this job. I just kind of feel like he just does the same character in <laughs> but every it's single still, film. But it's still fresh and funny every time. It, I don't know what, Or whenever he comes back in, they're like, hey, can we help you, sir? Yes, I have an appointment. What's your name? My name... Um, um, dude, he forgot his name. I feel bad for him. Just go on up, sir. And good luck with that memory problem. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because I think you're you're like with Peter Dante as I am with Alan Culver. You Probably. Know, like everything he does in every single role, but but both those people kind of play close to the same character yeah. every single film. Yeah, Peter Dante is funnier to me. Alan Culver is a little on the nose sometimes. He's, he's but... totally opposite for me. Like yeah. Alan Culver, I like him because, again, he plays a lot of the same roles, but, I mean, the guy looks like he's having fun the entire time. Yeah, they, they, had a, uh, they did a redo back in October, I think. Um, Adam Sandler was on the Drew Barrymore show, the talk yeah. show and everything. But he called her up, FaceTime her with a little ukulele, and she had a blonde wig on. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, hi, Henry. He goes, hey, Lucy, this is Henry. I'm your husband. We've been married for about 30 years now or whatever <laughs> it is. 
he's like, we're going through something called the coronavirus, uh, uh, you know, whatever. He's talking about, you know, uh-huh. there being an epidemic and all these different things that are happening. And then 10 Second Tom, Alan Covert, comes in, calls in. He lo- He's looking old and everything. But, you know, he does his little spiel yeah. and everything. But it was kind of a cute little thing. Yeah. Um, real quick, getting into the, the – the, you know, wrapping this stuff up. Um, you know, we talked about how at the beginning we talked about the enterograde – uh, amnesia it, it's you're still storing memories you just can't access them mm-hmm. right so another part of this movie where you know it all sounds made up but this is actually a very accurate movie mm-hmm. is the paintings she does at the end yeah you know first of all can we get over how adorable that scene was when they're that falling was. As- well it was well when they're falling asleep in bed together and he oh, tells okay he tells her i love you like they're both just trying to keep their eyes awake because uh-huh. they know as soon as they fall asleep this day is going to be over yeah. and he has to start over again and she has to start over again fall asleep i'm not sleeping i'm just closing my eyes uh, no no i'm just resting And so he's like, like desperately, they're sitting there talking, and she, he's like, okay, I'll go downstairs. And she goes, no, wait, you stay a little longer. And, he, and then he just very softly is like, you know, will you marry me? And she, and that's when she first opens her eyes, looks at him, and she goes, of course I'll marry you. Yeah. And everything, and you know, he's all. So I thought that was uber sweet and everything. But yeah, that that moment at the end where you know Lucy, he's coming through. He's like, yeah. do you do you know who I am? She goes, no. And he's like, that sucks. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and she goes, um, what's your name? And he's like, Henry. And she goes, can I show you something? Yeah. And then we see all the paintings. So that, I think, shows that she fell in love with yeah. him. Yeah. Lucy! 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 Lucy Whitmore, can I ask you a question? Do you have any idea who I am? No? That sucks. What's your name? I'm Henry. Henry. I want to show you something. Will you come with me? Oh, yeah. This is my studio. Wow. You thought you were holding me back from having a full and happy life. 
but you made a mistake. Being with you is the only way I could have a full and happy life. You're the girl of my dreams, and apparently I'm the man of yours. Henry, it's nice to meet you. Lucy, it's nice to meet you too. And, you know, she, it shows that she was storing those memories and that she was remembering, you know, because there's the joke throughout the whole thing. I, I wish we I would have known you a day before the yeah. I should have met you the day before the accident. Right. And he's like, you say that all the time and everything. And uh, first kiss. You yeah, say that all yeah, the time. Yeah. The, 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 nothing like a first kiss and everything. But. You know, it's it's. He almost seemed annoyed the last time she said that. Yeah, he's like he's like, like come on. Now. But it's so sad and so beautiful at the same yeah. time. You know, it's like you know she's obviously in love with the guy, oh, and yeah. he's obviously madly in love with yeah. her. Um, and even though there's this illness keeping them apart, it shows that even if they have to keep waking up every morning for the rest of their lives mm. with her not remembering him. She'll still know him. Yeah. She'll still trust that he's telling her the truth. She'll she'll still be able to give him a good morning kiss ten minutes after watching the video like she did at the yeah. end. You know, and to be it okay with it, knowing that easier. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 she doesn't know who he is, but she does. She yeah. f- she she doesn't know him by sight or whatever, but she feels him. Mm-hmm. And you know, if this was a tragedy, I think what she'd do is she'd write something bad about him in her journal. You know how uh-huh. she erased everything by yeah. taking everything of Knowing that he would try to maybe come back after she had forgotten him, she'd write something bad so that she truly stayed away from him and truly let him live in his life. Right. I mean, that would be like a horrible tragedy. Oh, yeah. Don't you think that's what somebody would do if they truly wanted you to erase you? Because you could erase somebody all you want, but they can just come back and do the same thing yeah. they did before and meet you again for the first time yeah. or whatever. But I thought, you know, that's that's the the horrible part of me thinking like, oh, I wonder how you could make this a tragedy. Yeah. Like you could really make this a tragedy if, you know, she wrote an awful thing about him yeah. that he could never get past, uh, you know, like, 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 so, I don't know. It'd just be interesting. Yeah. It'd yeah. be terrible, but it's it'd different. be interesting. Yeah. So anyways, uh, did you enjoy this movie? I love this movie. I love this movie. This is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. It's my favorite rom-com yeah. I've had others and stuff, and I'm sure we'll do lists of those and everything. But but just last night, I decided it was my favorite, or the night before last, it was my favorite uh, rom-com. I just enjoy it so much. Yeah. The music's amazing. The uh-huh. scenery's amazing. The actors in it are amazing. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. It's it's a sweet movie, a sickly sweet movie. Yeah. And it doesn't have the ending that you would expect it to, right? No. Did you, the first time you watched it, did you expect that she was going to flash and then be able to remember him one morning suddenly maybe not everything else but she'd be able to remember him no but i mean they they just wanted to make it a pretty sweet ending you know and and but i mean that's still complicated most hollywood movies would have made her remember by the end and then they live happily ever after but this movie leaves the complication there yeah well they they have to keep that there because think about it the movie would just you couldn't watch it again with it out with it being make any sense i don't think but i mean if she she might have remembered a day or remember two days just with him yeah. but doesn't remember anything else yeah. you know so it, it could have done that that would have been like maybe a more satisfying okay well now at least she has memory of him mm-hmm. but this one with the painting that they had at the, the paintings that they had in the, at the end it shows that she her singing she, the she lilies knows him. Yeah, even yeah. though she doesn't know him she knows him yeah. you know and so it made her feel better about it anyways we go on and on about it this is a great movie um 
this is one of the higher rated Ebert uh, reviews of Adam Sandler's, which I'm glad about because um, it deserves it. Yeah. Uh, it's also very. Um, it's 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 not as jokey and quippy as a lot of Adam Sandler movies where they're just a bunch of throwaway jokes, but there is a good amount in them to where it feels like an Adam Sandler yeah, movie. Yeah. But it also is a very sweet rom com. Uh, anyways, we suggest this movie. Uh, definitely go watch it if you get the chance. It's on Netflix right now. Um, I don't know if it's on anything else like Hulu or anything, but I know Not it's on free. It's per a, yeah, it's it's quote unquote free on Netflix. So uh, go watch it there. Uh, or any other time you see it on TV, whatever it may be, watch it right in the middle of the movie. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic movie, <clears throat> guaranteed to make you sick from from the sweetness of it. Do you honestly take this woman to be a lawfully wedded wife? to have and to hold from this day forth as long as you both shall live i do really even though in like 10 15 years she could possibly let herself go and then like sex could be like nauseating for you what are you not your wife's right over there i just kidding mumu <laughs> i now pronounce you man and wife Get a hold of us. We're on all social media at the Post Credit Podcast, except for on Twitter. We're at the Post Credit. Our email address is the Post Credit Podcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com. We're also on YouTube. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. And throw me a bone.